Hey guys, good morning. How is everybody this morning? I hope you woke up to a nice morning, crisp in the air like I did, or whatever temperature makes you feel comfortable. I hope your coffee is sweet enough or strong enough, or your tea is flavorful with plenty of honey or plenty of lemon. However you prefer it, I hope that this particular morning the children sleep in a little bit longer. If you're not listening to this on the weekend, then I hope that they wake up on time. Maybe you get to take a walk today. Maybe you'll get to sit and read for a while. Maybe you'll get to listen to your favorite music or Talk to your best friend. Whatever brings you peace. Maybe prayer time will just be extra sweet because you purposely carved out the time to do it. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's Sunday morning right now and it was a rough week. Um, I felt like a person juggling nonstop all week, whether it was tasks or stressors that were popping up in my life. I felt like I was in juggle mode and I just had to keep all the balls from hitting the ground, had to keep them in midair and proper formation until the weekend. <laughs> And I let them all fall. I want to um, talk to some friends this morning who may be going through a particular season of pain. It's a season I know very well. It's a season many of my friends of color know well. And if this category doesn't fit you, maybe just hang in there. Maybe just allow yourself to listen in on what your friends, some of you maybe even family, extended family, and some of you even church family from some point in life uh, are going through. And what I'm going to ask is that you just listen that you engage your mind in active listening and then pray for empathy and understanding and ask God to remove any spirit of defensiveness or offense from your heart so that you can exercise compassion perhaps in a way that you may never have exercised it. When Jesus would lay hands and heal people, he did it because he could be, he could feel, he was touched with the feelings of their infirmities. He was moved by compassion. I believe he absorbed their pain. Which made him a dynamic healer. And then he sits on the right hand of the Father continuously interceding for us 
out of that very same compassion and love for humanity. Isn't it possible that we could glean from his example and love the same way? I believe it is. It takes a willing heart, but I believe it is possible. Many of my friends, and myself included, have experienced the pain of having to exit a church due to racial tension and political discomfort, is the best way I could put it. They were in an atmosphere, I've been in atmospheres, where it becomes more and more apparent that the ideologies of the leadership and many of his members do not line up with the compassion and the love and the ministry of Jesus Christ as it pertains to people who do not look like us. It is a wearisome, griefsome, sad reality in American Christianity, which is a unique entity all to itself. I believe that there is the, the walk of Christ, the walk of a believer following the life of Christ and the ministry of Jesus Christ, lovers of God, seeking his face daily. And then there's American Christianity. It's a whole nother ball game. And it is something that you can easily get swept up into unknowingly. Um, misunderstanding the pride of this nation and calling this a godly nation and thinking that that is scripture adjacent and Christ adjacent. And so many of us have walked in these doors of a, and I'm using air quotes, multicultural atmosphere, which is really only true if you can see it in leadership, if you can see it in the music, and if you can see it in all aspects of the ministry. You do not have a multicultural church because you have a few black members or a few Latino members or a few Asian members. You have a multicultural church when every tongue, every tribe, and every nation, as much as possible, is represented in the ministry, not in the pews. But many of us have had to leave these churches and particularly over the last two years, over the pain and the realization that our lives did not matter beyond a debate. What does that mean, Anita? What I mean is, we needed to understand and we needed to know that the people that we fellowship with, broke bread with, went to Bible study with, sat in the pews with, hugged necks with every Sunday, could unequivocally make a statement. Because of the multiple deaths, the multiple shootings and murders of innocent black people, of unarmed black people, because of the racial tension, because of the political racial tension, we needed to know that the people that we worship with and called fellow Christians knew that we mattered. 
We did not ask you if you believed in the organization and its founders. No one asked. Can you look me in my eye and say that my life matters? It matters so much that it shouldn't be snuffed out, no questions asked by anyone because of the way that I look. And American Christianity failed. Failed horrifically. And so many of us had to deal with the weight of that and really sit and absorb the fact that we have lent our time, our talents, and our treasures to ministries that could not surround and support us and make us feel unequivocally loved. We had to walk away in pain and in suffering, some in silence, and some too afraid to even speak out. You see, there's a certain generation, mine and above, where we were just told to be better. That we were told that when we went to school, we had to have two A's to the average white student's one A. That we had to work harder, that we had to be smarter, that we had to present ourselves. We had to be on our toes all the time. In my house, you did not leave your you did not leave the house completely immaculately groomed if you were especially leaving your particular town and going in the presence of white people. You spoke with proper English all the time. When we went, my dad took us to a restaurant. He taught us how to order. We were on our P's and Q's. It was a lot. And it's not to say that without all of that coaching, we would not have known how to conduct ourselves. It was just an extra amount. And all that was was to combat the constant stereotype that we were not smart, that we were lazy, and that we were uncouth and unclassed. You see, my dad was born in the 30s. And so I understand the coaching. I understand what he was trying to help us to avoid. But what this generation, our millennials and our Zs, have come to understand, it does not matter how well we present ourselves and how hard we work to combat stereotypes does not matter when a bullet takes out a young black man or black woman with no conversation and no reasoning. That you're constantly accused of being guilty just for showing up in a dorm, in a store, in a car, at us at being pulled over. No amount of posturing, no amount of being prim and proper, no amount of grades and scholarships and honor roll students and accolades can keep you safe from the hatred of racism and white supremacy. And that is our reality. And it is a painful reality. It is one that we live with every day. And for those who are of us who are in Christ Jesus, for those of us who really believe in the ministry of Jesus Christ and submit our lives to it, it is something that we bring to the altar constantly. 
and you, my brothers and sisters, who have had to leave like I have had to leave these toxic atmospheres that on one side proclaim Jesus, on the other side deny humanity, a certain portion of rights, deny, deny themselves the opportunity to have empathy and compassion for their brothers and sisters and who hold tight to political ideologies and Americanisms that are harmful to people of color. I say to you, run to Jesus. I say to you that God's arms are wide open, that in this place of mourning and loss, because you are walking away with pain and leaving relationships and friendships that can not serve you and cannot walk with you through this season. That our God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I will be with you always. I want you to be acutely aware of the ministry of the Holy Spirit during this time, to the scriptures you're directed to read to times of healing in rest, times of healing in prayer, times of healing in song, times of healing in the laughter of familiar voices and faces. And I want you to be unequivocally unashamed to lean into the culture that raised you. And when I mean the culture that raised you, I don't mean the culture of the world, I mean the culture from your grandmother's hands to the pan in the kitchen that held your favorite foods to the sound of her voice praying and humming and singing to the love of aunties and uncles and cousins if you've been so fortunate that look like you and see you to the community that surrounds you in love there is nothing wrong with leaning into your culture for healing you are not becoming anti-white. You are strengthening yourself and reminding yourself that you are beautiful and that you are loved and you are needed and that you come from strong, compassionate, wise, loving, sensitive, caring, and vulnerable people. I want you to drop all the expectations of always thinking that you have to bear the brunt of someone else's ignorance and constantly try to get other people to see you and to love you and to understand you. That is not your job. And if the Holy Spirit of God cannot minister to fellow believers, if the Holy Spirit of God does not convict them, there's no way possible you can. I want you to run for cover in the most intentional way. Cry the cries. Write, journal, lament. Do all the things that will process the healing from within you to release it and remove it from your body. 
And then I just want you to just listen to the still small voice of God. I can tell you I've been through this. I can tell you that I've never not seen God in this season. And I try to encourage my friends, the people who really know me, know that I am quite serious about this work and know that I am quite serious about never compromising. You did nothing wrong. You showed up, you served, you loved with your whole heart, you broke bread, you fellowshiped, and all you did was expected to be seen as a full human being deserving the full rights, compassion and empathy as everyone else that your life matters. You expected to know that without debate and hesitation from the people you fellowship with. You did nothing wrong. This is not your fault. Sit with that. Because the enemy is crafty from the inception of racism, right, white supremacy, slavery in America. African-Americans have been made to believe, along with Native Americans, that they were undeserving and sinful by nature, and they deserve nothing. And that is not to exclude our Latino brothers and sisters, our Asian community, and all other brothers and sisters who are not originally of American descent. We are supposed to feel guilty just for being us. Our sons and now our daughters, more than ever, are supposed to feel criminal just for being anywhere. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God loves you with an everlasting love. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. From the color of your eyes to the color of your skin to the texture of your hair. From the curl of your lips and the way that you speak. From the shape of your stature and the way that you walk, you are made in the image of God. You are loved, you are beautiful, and you are celebrated in heaven. And if you do not have fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who do not look like you, who can say those things to you, you do not have friends in the faith, in them. But God has a remnant and they are moving forward. So go ahead and get your healing. Go ahead and go through this season. Don't be so quick 
to try to run into another church building. Don't be so quick to try to speed through this process. This process is for a purpose. Go get your healing in the presence of God because there's more people to come that are going to need your wisdom. Rest in Him. Know that He sees, that He cares, and know that God is a God of justice. And then, when you feel strong enough, you can look back over your shoulder one final time and say, God, forgive them for they know not what they do. And rest in the weight of that statement. Love you guys. Peace.